So let's have a look now at conducting the conversation. Performance conversations aren't easy. They are probably one of the most challenging parts of your role as a manager. So what I want to do now is put this into action. We want to put what we've learned so far today together into a six-step performance conversation model to build your toolkit of skills. Now this model is meant to be used in, con in conjunction with our BEEF model from Strategy 3 in Great Managers. So I want you to think about this as expanding the engage and action parts of the BEEF model. And the reason that I'm adding this in is because this is what I've noticed, this is the area that most people need the help in that engage and, and action section and I'll refer a little bit more to that specifically as we go. So I've adapted this model from Marnie Green's book as well as what we've got in Great Managers. I've also developed a handout for you about this which we'll put up in the membership area with the recording of the masterclass, a lot more detailed than what you can see here. So I'm going to take you through this model now and show you how it works. So the first thing you do, you remember you've prepared your opener and everything, you've all done your beforehand, now you're in the situation. The first thing you do is you, your first step is explaining the situation. You start with an effective opener where you engage the other person's interest and invite a response from them. Remember this is about allowing their brain to classify what the situation is all about. And then you talk about the facts where you use examples and be concise. Then you would ask them for their view. So what do you think about that or how do you feel about that? Then you might talk to them about the effect or impact on this situation or their behaviour and have a chat about that briefly. And then you might talk about what is the gap between what is happening and what is expected. So that using my file example earlier, someone was only completing three files and the standard was five. So we need to bridge the gap between three and five and we're going to have a conversation about how to do that. So you'd ask for their view again. So this is this what do they think or feel. You're wanting to keep them engaged and involved the whole way through. It's um, about keeping their brain active as well. So the next part of this conversational model is where you listen for understanding. Now the reason I'm emphasising this is because this is one of the biggest mistakes managers make. When I'm coaching people or watching people in role plays and things like that, when emotions are running high, this is the skill that most managers don't use and it's one of your most powerful skills. So you need to paraphrase your understanding of what is being said. Now one of the other benefits of doing this is it buys your brain some time, it can settle you. So it's really about listening and paraphrasing back and reflecting emotions if that's appropriate as well, being able to observe what you're seeing in the nonverbal behaviour and reflect that back. And it's about clarifying and summarising what has been discussed and then guiding the conversation forward through asking another open question to identify options or ideas. So you're, it's like you're doing a nice little summary, a little paraphrase and then you hook onto that this other question that will guide the conversation forward. So then you're up to exploring options. You ask them to share their ideas and perspectives and you'll frame your questions with boundaries, remember? So what's possible and what's not? So remember the budget constraints that I mentioned earlier. You'll use your plural nouns, you know, so you'll ask them about what ideas do you have or what concerns do you have? What suggestions do you have? 
don't just say what idea do you have. So this is about using plural nouns and that exploratory language where you're incorporating might and possibly and possibly and perhaps and consider into your language there. This vocabulary is really important. It is that sense of I'm open to suggestions and we're exploring together. So that exploratory language is kind of tentative and it gives that sense of exploring. And then you'll be discussing the alternatives that come up. And then you'll start to get agreement on something, even if it's a basic principle or high-level expectation. So you're really wanting to get that sort of lock-in around agreement. So the next thing is we're starting to move towards solutions now. We're going to use what and how questions, not why. We're focusing on what's possible and doable and reality checking those solutions. So it's almost like the funnel is wide when we're exploring options and now we're narrowing down and really getting a sense of, okay, what's, what's the reality checking these solutions and what we will do going forward and making sure that you have ownership of the solution by them. That is so important for them to make progress. They are much more likely to implement their solution than your solution. The next step is to find agreement. So what will you ask to clarify agreement? And you might find that you need to do this a couple of times. This, is you, this has got something to do with the way our brain works and that sense of being able to, it's making a commitment. So you need to be specific and clear about your expectations of what needs to be done by who and when and you agree on the next steps. And then you restate your commitments to them. And you close the conversation by expressing confidence in them. So think about what you'll say to convey your confidence and belief in their ability to resolve this and to meet your expectations. And obviously that needs to be sincere. So I've, I've used this model to expand those two areas of the, the BEEF model, that engage and action section. And mostly it's because this is where I see a lot of people struggle. I see managers struggling with the listening skills and not applying their listening skills. And then I see them falling into asking closed questions rather than open questions. Now closed questions will happen to us by default when emotions are running high, when we're not managing our emotions. So think about these skills as a support system for you. If you listen, this will help you manage your emotions and if you ask good questions, this will get the other person thinking and contributing. So they're very powerful, very valuable skills. Now the other mistake that I see managers make is thinking that they have to respond to every question or comment the other person makes. Now in a performance conversation they'll often be trying to bait you, they'll be throwing you these furfies off on a tangent and off you go following every little thing they throw at you. You do not need to answer every single question or comment they make. Sometimes you need to sit quietly and just let it land. Remember that you have to be able to work with what is going on right in front of you. So your conversation might not always be a neat linear process like I've just taken you through here. You might need to go backwards and forwards a little bit. And this is why a script or reams of notes just don't work. And I hear people say, I made loads of notes before that conversation. You need your notes about the facts and examples, but then you need to be able to work with what's going on in front of you. You need to stay very present and use your toolkit of skills.